If I was an asymptomatic carrier, would the acts of being near my cat, petting my cat, transmit that to my cat? I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy, Crazy Cat Ladies. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Welcome to episode number 0019 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. It is a beautiful day in it's the neighborhood. We heard thunder today. And thunder, thunder is not something you hear a lot in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. But... It's very exciting when we hear thunder. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, it was Easter, you know? So it was like a symbolum. A symbolum. Jay said maybe that wasn't thunder. Maybe that was the stone being rolled away. <laughs> right. So she said. Because you never know. It maybe is Maybe every possible. Easter Sunday there is a stone that is rolled. Perhaps. You guys saw that meme. We were just telling uh, folks in our VIP group, there were some really funny memes um, out there today about the resurrection where it showed Jesus trying to come out of the tomb and God standing there with his hand up being like, not this year, son. You have to stay inside. You have to stay in. Yeah, <laughs> you have to stay in. Y'all, it's then, strange, right? And then there right? was another one with, uh, uh, with Christ like coming out of the tomb and it said, um, YOLO, just kidding. JK, JK. There's some you good stuff. You only live once. Just kidding. Just kidding. Not if you're the Lord. Okay, Sometimes. guys. So, um, yeah, for those of you guys listening, today is Easter. We are recording on Easter. This will drop tomorrow, Monday morning on April 13th. Yeah. Um, but for whenever you're listening, I hope you are having a beautiful day and that life is grand and you are remembering to count your blessings. Yes. Whether you're in the midst of this crisis when you're listening to this podcast or the crisis was but... Of a story of but yesterday, a of yesteryear. Um, it is. Uh, it's always a good reason. It's always a good idea to um, to count your blessings in whatever way possible. I agree. Right? I think it's a good practice. We were talking earlier today about how it's just been kind of a bleh day. Yeah, it's just been kind of like it's supposed to be Easter. We're supposed to be celebrating. Yeah, and cooking good food and spending time with family, and it's so strange to not, be, not doing that. be doing any of that. And then we were reminded that um, we have so many blessings, and yeah. our VIP group got us hopped up on goofballs just because they're a huge blessing to us. And there were so many great reminders of just how blessed we are. And it's really a good, it is a good practice, especially when we're not feeling, especially when we're not feeling it to take a minute and really experience gratitude. Yeah, we were talking on our on our VIP live about like uh, singing and dancing. Yes. And because um, because they were they were begging us to to play by us we mean Adrian because Adrian begging, begging is a strong word. I it, think no, there was No, Kelly was definitely begging. She said she said beg. She but. said beg. She said the word beg. Yeah. Um but um Adrian is a musician. She's a classically trained violinist. Um, her whole life, and she also plays the piano. And um, they were really trying to get us to play some music, which we ended up doing. We did a little bit, and it um, wasn't a catastrophe, Heather. You're it so wasn't, kind. which is I interesting. Um, probably because we were, um, because I or both of us haven't been drinking that much. Well, that usually helps. the only time that we're like. Well, you should Let's play sit some down music. and play some music is when we're like trash and then yeah. we don't know what we're doing, whatever. But um, but I was saying that you know singing people we, people were talking about like singing and they don't they can't sing and I can't sing either and then they were talking about dancing and I can't dance but I love to sing and I love I, to I dance. I actually think you do both of those things very well. Okay, okay. In your opinion, to, I probably do everything well. In your opinion, no, you don't. 
No? No. What do I not do well in here? Give me a minute. I'll think, <laughs> I'll think of something. But, but she loves me. But, um, but... I really feel like singing and dancing are two acts that we can do that can really make us happier, whether we're like laughing at ourselves or laughing with ourselves, or we're just enjoying the act of these things. You know, they say like there's scientific evidence, and this is something that I used to do back in my like depressed, depressed days. Um, I would make it a habit that every morning I would look in the mirror and smile, and I would smile for one minute because the the act of actually That's really smiling. really hard to do, though. <clears throat> A whole minute. Yeah, but so I mean, I wouldn't funny. count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't count. I would just be like, I'm going to like hold this smile until I actually feel it. And, and it didn't take but a couple seconds before you're like, it just feels good. And the act of it smiling does. feels good. I feel like the act of singing or the act of dancing is also the same thing. Little things that you can do that can really make your overall mental health better. I, I truly, I truly I, uh, endorse. I honestly and feel the challenges in remembering to do those things when we're really not feeling it. Because it's yep. like, if someone were to say to me in the midst of a bad moment, you should dance, I would be like, fuck you. Right. But. I, but Just, there's no dancing. That's why like, I, you take you take your dance and you get your dance down somewhere else, <laughs> right? Don't get your dance down Go somewhere get your dance else. Down girl. somewhere else. I'm just not in the mood. Go but home. that's the most important moment to do it because yeah. we have a cho there's a choice to stay in the negativity or the fear or the anxiety or to make a choice to do something that gets you out of that negativity that and fear and brings anxiety more perspective yeah yeah it's a very tough choice though i have to say yeah well that's why Especially i that's why in, the, in, in those years i really i made it a habit it was like the first thing i did in the morning so that even if it wasn't, you know, even if I, if I was feeling good, it was a lot easier if I was feeling, but whatever, but it was like a daily thing. It got thing. you started. It got me going. Yeah. yeah. Got me going like with it. the I day. I like it. I got like it. Got me going it. with the day. I but love it. There's so many people here in the live today. Yes, Hi, you guys. For those of you guys um, listening in on our podcast, we are also live on YouTube and um, we do our podcast now on Sundays and we do it live on YouTube as well. Go live. And, um, and we have so many of you beautiful, beautiful people joining, um, mostly our um, VIPs you, because you guys Debbie are just like the Dana best people on Heather the planet. Lindsay. Seriously. Uh, um, but um, Roberta. Hey, Roberta. Aloha, love. Uh, uh, we need an encore need performance. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Well, we've practiced now. So. Well, I mean, that's the bit. only song I know, though. Yeah. I we'll don't know we'll else. branch out, you guys. For our VIP members that are listening, we'll branch out and we'll maybe bring a new song. Yeah. You know, how within about we the work year. on something? Within the year. How about we work on something? It wouldn't take long. If you taught me something else. Well, but I would have to learn something else. It's the only thing that It doesn't you know. take you long to learn something else. We'll work else on that. Yeah. We'll work on that. Anyway. But we appreciate the, the love you guys. Anyway, you guys, guys, one of the things we really wanted to talk about other than my shirt. So let's talk about my shirt Let's go second. there first. You got let's a little hairball right here. Let me handle that. Go. Well, we okay. have black clear, hats and I'm wearing clear. a white shirt today. And um, it's, it's, it's the same type of shirt that I wore last week on our live. And then yesterday. If you find something you like And then there's another it. day. Go with it. This week that I also wore these shirts. Guys, when you find a shirt that you really like and you don't have to go to the store and buy it, you can buy it. I bought this on Amazon. It was a great price, under $20. And then you really like it because it's comfortable and it feels good. You buy every color. So yep. I, so this is my first day. I just took it out of the package wearing the white one. I feel like it's making me look a little fat. But anyway, um, today we wanted to talk about... The studies. Uh, the, the study studies. that came out. Okay, so let's just cut right to the chase. There was a study that came out. Let me back it up a little bit. 
So initially when coronavirus came out, there were um, a lot of crazy reports, right? There's a a lot of news to, to, to cover. And there was a terrible, heartbreaking situation happening because there had been a dog that had tested positive for COVID-19 in China. China. And so people were returning or dropping, abandoning their pets at shelters in droves. And then there was a cat in like Brazil or something. uh, There there was a cat in China. I'm not sure if... There was another one. Oh, the one in Brazil? Yeah. Um, So people were scared, right? And, And a lot of times when we're... Like we were just talking about, when we are scared or we're, we fear something, it's probably not the best time to make decisions. Correct. And um, anyway, unfortunately, however, there was a study that was conducted in China at the uh, Chinese... Hold on, I got it right here. Yeah, I was going to say, it was... In Wuhan. Oh, no, wait, it no, wasn't no, in no, Wuhan. It was at the... First... In... Uh, this is, well, this... The Let me web, show you, I know exactly what's up. Right. It's from Science... Mag. Right. Um, so they performed the biosafety level for animal biosafety facilities at the Harbin Veterinarian Research Institute of the Chinese Academy of Agricultural Sciences. Wow. Now. That's a mouthful. There is. This study is online. You guys can read it for yourselves. But what they found was they were testing um, they were testing whether or not cats can actually carry COVID-19. And the thing about viruses, and I, and I appreciated that they, ex, they kind of explain it like this. With a virus, a lot of times we'll find that animals have certain illnesses that humans just can't catch. And someone explained it kind of like as a virus is a key going into a lock, like the person or the animal is the lock. The key goes into the lock and it has to be a fit in order to stick, right? right. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. It won't take uh, at all. Unfortunately, they found that um, cats and ferrets seem to have the receptors similar to humans that are like the lock that the key, the virus, is going into with humans, making this a very contagious um, situation. I'm sad to say that they euthanized all the animals. Yeah, what they did was they injected the virus directly into... They injected 100,000 particles of the virus. Directly into the cats. How many cats into were in the study? Uh, I think there were just seven. Um, directly into their noses. So they they basically gave the cats the virus to see if they right. would actually get it, right? Now, What's here's the... What's undetermined, though, is, you know, that's a high dosage. It's a standard, apparently, that's given if you're going to test on animals. Right. Which is sad to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they injected that in, directly into their noses um, and... But what they haven't figured out, and and it's a very small study. It's a very new study. Just seven cats, I believe it was just seven, um, that they, uh, I just lost my train of thought. It it kills me that they're all euthanized so that they could study certain things. Yeah, no, well, they, they, so they injected the, the virus directly to them, like into them so that, to see if they would get it right. So it's not like, here's the thing. Let's let's I want to I want to make this make sense. So I want to follow the what we're trying to say versus what our head where our heads go. Right. So <laughs> that's a good so, point. Let's try that. Yeah. I want this to be to be um, clear oh, to Belgium. everyone. Thank you. Belgium. Debbie. Yes. Thank you. That's where the cat was. Um, so the the they did a study specifically on cats. I hate that. And they gave the cats the virus to see if they would um, actually then test positive for it. And they gave the cats the virus, and the cats tested positive for it. Now, what's what's worth mentioning though in this study is that they also tested dogs, pigs. Uh, I can't remember whatever, but ferrets. basically ferrets. But ferrets and cats 
have a similar mechanism, makeup, a more similar me uh, mechanism and makeup to humans, which made the made them more susceptible to the virus. Whereas they found that dogs didn't. What I find interesting is that the very first animal, domesticated animal that we heard about COVID-19 being transmitted to was a dog. Right. So I, and that's what started the craze that started at the, the beginning. Panic the for panic at the a beginning. lot of pet owners. Right. So, so what they haven't, what they, so yes, the cats were all tested positive is the end result. The study showed that if you give your cats COVID-19, your cats will test positive for it. Or if your cats are one like these, one of, of these seven that they, or these few that they tested, um, then, uh, then your cats possibly can. Basically the end result is it's possible that your cats it's could, likely. could get COVID-19. Now, well, here's the thing, here's... including the tiger in the zoo, right? Um, in the, the Bronx, Bronx Zoo, that tested positive, that was actually experiencing symptoms, which is why they tested. He and had was a dry exposed cough. to a zookeeper that, that tested positive as well. Correct. So, and then he started, the, the tiger started uh, um, exhibiting symptoms. Right. Human-like symptoms as right. far as the... Respiratory Not human-like, he didn't like become a human or no. she, or I don't know if it was a male or female, but... Um, started getting the dry cough and things like that. They tested. The test showed that um, that the cat was positive for COVID-19, right? Or the correct term is actually SARS-CoV-2, right? Yeah. Um, but, but I also think that it's important to note as well that we're talking about this study is showing 100,000 particles being put directly into their noses. What's right. unknown is if... Let's just say, let's just say that I was a carrier, a essentially asymptomatic carrier, which they're finding more and more people are asymptomatic carriers Correct. of COVID nineteen. If I was it's, an asymptomatic carrier, would the acts of being near my cat, petting my cat, transmit that to my cat? Transmit a hundred thousand particles of the right. disease into not, your cat's nose. It's not known how many particles would actually cause the cat to be. Right. Symptomatic. Okay, but the good news is the cats that even have shown the tiger, the the all the those cat cats, Belgium, even right. the cats that they the cat in Belgium, all the cats that they injected with the, even though they put them down, they actually none of them were fatal. None of the cases now for ferrets they were, but for the cats they were not actually fatal. So um, so they they recovered fine. No, they didn't. They were euthanized until they were euthanized. Right. Um, or they were euthanized those. while they were symptomatic so they could study other things, which I think is... Really? That's according to what I read, yes. But they didn't die of COVID-19 no. at least. No. Okay, so they didn't die. Um, and the ones that have tested positive that have that have shown symptoms and whatnot, um, also the, around the around the globe, the one in Belgium and the, and the tiger and the, a couple other in the Bronx Zoo, I think they said now, um, are all recovered as well recovering or recovering and what's not and what there's no science about yet and i think what is causing most of the panic and debbie i don't think i can even read your comment as far as what some people were doing um with their cats because of false rumors uh it's sickening um but basically killing their cats in 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 their home. terrible ways just throwing them out windows or oh my things God. of that nature um but why would what, you do that? The like, science, though, it, it's not conclusive. First of all, it, it's not this is this is very preliminary science, and I understand that it is something that we need to be aware of and we need to be considerate of. But it's very new science. Um, what's not really known is if, let's just say, that 
tiger in the Bronx Zoo was around another zookeeper if the tiger could transmit the virus to the human. Oh, well, that's already, I mean, it, it has not yet been proven. They have tried that, or they have t tried to right. test that. Well, in the cases of the cats, so in the study that they did, this is the first study, in that study that they did where they, where they infected those cats, they put in an adjacent cage to them an uninfected cat. And only one out of, now, we're obviously talking about a very few amount of cats, seven cats in the study. Out of those, only one out of three three cases that they did that with did the uninfected cat then test positive for COVID nineteen. So it doesn't seem like the contagion rate is as high as maybe. But the these are very very small numbers. They are very small numbers. Yeah. What I think is really so, important, especially addressing Debbie's comment right here, is I think it's so important. Earlier, we were talking about making decisions out of fear or making decisions when we're scared. I think it's so important for to, to be prim, pragmatic about the situation and be reasonable. And I think... Um, oh, no, that's Roberta, not Debbie. I was, like, looking for Debbie, and I was like, who said Oh, Roberta. That? I'm that's sorry. Roberta. I was like, I don't oh, see Oh, Debbie's, Debbie's right above. Okay. Um, what I think is so important is, and uh, we were writing about this. There's a blog, I think, coming out tomorrow. Um, writing about... There's a lot of information coming out every day. Some of it is scary. Some of it, you know is making people make very rash decisions, illogical, heartbreaking, um, really terrible decisions. I think that it's important for all of us to continue to treat our cats as we always have, as members of our family. In yep. other words, if I think that I've been exposed to the virus or I feel ill with any of the symptoms, to Don't distance myself from nose. you, to distance myself, to practice appropriate distancing from all family members. I think that that's just... You know, yep. having a knee-jerk reaction and being like, oh, my God, my cat could carry COVID. I'm going to go – I'm throwing them out of the house or or worse, as Roberta mentioned. Well, no, I mean, is... I don't understand. Okay, so one, I – first of all, I'm a very, very logical person. Usually. I am also a very big numbers person. So when I, so when I look at the numbers, I look at the, the bigger picture. I don't understand let's why a lot of people – numbers. Right? Like, right. let's look at the numbers and then let's let's not freak out. I don't understand for a second why anybody, even if they were like, you know, the, 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 I don't want to say typical because it's not typical. The, the type of cat parent that doesn't necessarily consider their cat family member. Or right? more like a barn cat, like it's a cat. Or, or whatever it is, right? If Like throwing it out of a building or killing your cat or even surrendering it to a shelter because you're afraid that you would inject, like you would, the, that, that's not, that doesn't even make sense. That's not logical. What their, what the their fear, fear is, is, is that their cat has coronavirus. It. Like their cat's just going to get coronavirus out of the blue and then give it to you. Right. And that is illogical and a hundred percent unnecessary. And I want That's to say even stupid, right? I want to say stupid. I'm going to go ahead and put a judgment out there, and I'm going to say that's a really dumb decision. Don't, Heather just don't, said this. Good point. To your point, Heather said the crazy thing is, is that if your cat comes up positive, you already have it because you're the one that gave it to the cat. Right. How does getting rid of the cat even help the problem? It doesn't help I, it for you at all. Well, especially that's what for I'm domesticated cat, right? Yeah. So, so let's. So, th so that is that's not an issue. It's not even a. It's not a thing. Now, I do have to say, I'm just going to throw this out there, which is, I don't know if I should or not, but do it. If they believe, or we don't know exactly where the virus actually started, 
Right. That's the thing. We don't know exactly where the virus already started or think, started. Right. However, they believe that it started from bats, which is an animal right. that was transmitted to humans. Right. And now humans can transmit it to an animal. Right. So it, it's kind of like a, I mean, you would think because we don't actually know that it started from bats. It's just thought to have started from bats. That's, that is the going um, idea science that they believe they've nailed it down to. But it's not science if they haven't nailed it. Well, that's true. No, okay. you're right. You're right. Right. But they they believe they've tracked it down to infected. Oh, no. I got it. Our, our computer did that thing again. And it's again. plugged in. It always does it now. I don't know why. It doesn't like us. Still um, going. But we still okay. go. We're good. Um, so, anyway. So, what I'm saying is we don't need to freak out about our cats. About our cats, especially no. if we are doing our due diligence as cat, as people. As humans, if yeah. we are doing our due diligence to um, to stay um, ha- healthy and stay inside, stay quarantined as much as possible, wear masks if you have to get out, gloves, things like that. If you are doing the things, if you are healthy, then you don't need to worry about your cats because your cats should be healthy too. And even if you have outdoor cats that run around, it's not like one of those like airborne diseases where it just floats around the world and they could just get it from climbing a tree. Well, like they have to be near an infected right. mammal. They've increased right? it. My understanding is they've increased the airborne threat from six feet to ten feet now. Okay. So and then and then you have to kind of wonder, so, given given the let's talk numbers. Well, let's, I, I want to read. I want to read Lindsay's comment because this is this is a beautiful comment and thank you for posting this. Honestly, if you had a kid, Lindsay said. Honestly, if you had a kid and it got the virus, you wouldn't get rid of your kid. This Mm-mm. makes me so angry that people treat pets as the, as if they are disposable. Yeah, that's and you know what? If you if you had a kid and you were you were sick, you also wouldn't, or your kid was sick, you also wouldn't stay away from them by ten feet at all times. They still would to be these, put to bed. You would they still st- practice appropriate protection correct in order to care for it correct and what i think though is important to know as well though is that it doesn't seem to have the fatality rate this is a very small study so i feel like it's, it's almost nonsensical it to be is. talking about this it science is. it's a very small study but, it's but it does not people, seem so it's, it's, it's important to talk about right. it the cats in the study were all euthanized so we don't know really what the fatality rate was you know if they're if they're euthanized at three days and then a next batch is euthanized at nine to twelve days right it's like what do we even know what the the life of the virus within the cat would be right they were just testing whether or not they were receptive to the virus right exactly but let's go ahead and talk about how let's talk about numbers there are 1.8 million as of today yep 1.8 over 1.8 million cases of covid19 worldwide right so crazy you guys okay but let's talk also about how many um cats are in the world, right? Top three, I couldn't find like the number that was all together and I didn't have time to add it all up. But the top three um, countries that have cat populations mm-hmm. are the USA at 74 million. 74 million domesticated cats? 74 million cats. They didn't say domesticated, okay. but probably That's because it was yeah. like, yeah. I would the think there's at of, least 74 million cat right. households in the, the United China States. has 53 million wow. cats. And there's another good study that just came out from China that we'll have to talk about as well, about them not eating cats and dogs anymore. Oh, we'll I heard about, about that. that. Yeah. And Russia at 17.8 million. So those are the top three. Then it goes down to like 15 and then whatever. Okay. But lots and lots and lots of freaking cats, guys. 
If we look at the numbers, let's just look at the numbers. If we're looking at those numbers. You love the numbers. How many other cats have, and we're not worried. We're actually, we're not worried. Many of us are not really even worried about getting the virus. We're worried about spreading the virus, right? Right. Because we're like, we're strong, we're healthy, we have good immune well, systems. Well, that's the part, right? There's so many people that they're finding are asymptomatic. When we were talking to Dr. Schroeder, right. it's so incredible that there are so many people that are asymptomatic that carry the virus. And then there are so many people that have recovered with with very mild symptoms. Yeah. Right? So those are those are interesting statistics to look at. I think that it would be helpful if the media focused more on um, not just the death rate, but also the recovery rate and the asymptomatic rate so that we could have a better, more holistic understanding of this. Correct. But I think, what were you about to say, though, about the numbers? Well, 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 we're talking about how many cats are in, let's just talk about U, the USA alone. There's, so 1.8 million cases of confirmed COVID-19 mm -hmm, worldwide. Mm -hmm. And and we have a, a, a tiger in, literally, that's caught it from a human, not been injected, but caught right. it from a human, a, a, a cat in Belgium, and a, and a that tiger has been in the Bronx. That's been reported. But how many, oh my God, the news also is note, all about reporting anything, and they are about testing to figure all this right. out. They are testing but left and right. But the testing is what's behind, and they use a different test for animals to find COVID-19 than they do for humans. Gotcha. But when cats, how many cats right now, let's look at what are the statistics of cats that are dying right now. If it were like a, a vast amount of like, oh my God, all these cats are being brought to the vet or all these, you know, there's all this issue with like cat illness that's happening. We don't have, we get a, we we get an influx if there is an influx of a virus somewhere or something or like during flea season we have a lot of people contacting us about fleas and things like that we don't have a bunch of like new respiratory issue that's happening oh that's true with cats, with cats. you know like it's not oh, we would hear about it right. i see what you're saying that's what i'm saying we would hear about it we would know if there were a, if there was a, a vast amount of cats that were coming down with some type of illness, yeah. whether or not they're being tested, of of, of something know. that was right, relatively, and it doesn't seem to be happening in the U.S. alone. There are um, seventy four million point. cats. There are five almost over a quarter of a million, or over a half a million. So five hundred forty nine thousand one hundred thirty one as of today, or when I checked it cases of COVID-19 in the United States and how many what is that the it's like uh, 70 I can't remember the number I didn't I write think that 72% one down. of American, American households have, have cats a cat yeah, yeah like a huge percentage and mm -hmm. over a half a million people and yet we we have no zero zero yeah. people that have yet to report that their cat whether of all these 549,000 over a over a half a million people that have that have the disease or have had the disease. We're not are, seeing big reports of veterinarians I am dealing I'm with going to bet my the, life the savings <laughs> on the fact that <laughs> not a lot. many of those have cats in their home. Yeah. And how many? Well, it just right? goes to prove the, the don't panic point. Correct. Here's one other thing that I want to do. And I thought we, we talked to a friend of ours who's a homeopathic doctor. She practices in, she was here in Las Vegas. She's now in uh, Texas. And I really felt that she brought a lot of light to the conversation by saying she studied infectious disease and she's very well versed in 
um, in disease in general and holistic health. And I thought that it was very appropriate that you brought some perspective to this. Yeah. We are dealing with a contagion rate with COVID-19 that is higher than the regular flu. This is not the flu that we're dealing with. And certainly the, uh, the illness itself and how it kills us is different than the regular flu. What she did point out, though, however, was bringing perspective to it, was the very high recovery rate of so many people that showed mild symptoms or even those that were um, either uh, put into an induced coma or had been on a ventilator or had been intubated in some way. Those that had the recovery rate is actually very encouraging um, without underlying health issues, that sort of thing. Um, And she also pointed out that there are a number of people that have been tested that are essentially asymptomatic. So that's scary from the perspective of that there's people that are carrying it. That's what keeps us home. I hope that if you're feeling good, I hope that's what keeps you home as well while we all figure this all out is that my greatest fear and yours I know would be that maybe I'm carrying the virus and I don't know it and I could kill somebody. Right. You know, if I went around your folks, your dad has COPD. I mean, Right. Yeah. So, but here's the thing that Dr. Ashurderam was talking about that I thought was wonderful. She said, look at this from a holistic approach. Everyone is looking at this from what is the cure, the pill for every ill. What can we do to fix this? Whereas when you look more, when you study more deeply, and she studies infectious disease, when you study more deeply the um, how this virus is working, the commonality is a strong immune system, whether right. that's someone who's 97 years old or whether that's someone who's 30. If you don't have a strong immune system, you are going to be more susceptible. The immune system is a very complex and thing that, full of so many things, right? right? And that doesn't necessarily, as we find out today from you guys, beautiful people in our VIP group, um, it, it, that a yeah, weakened Lindsay. immune system doesn't necessarily mean you have an underlying condition. Now, some people have an underlying condition which creates a weakened immune system. Right. But... Um, we could also have, it turns out, we can also have just a weak immune system, something mm-hmm. that's not strong. I mean, you have family members that I think have weak immune systems because they get so sick all, sick all the time. All the time. Right. Um, right. And those would be people that I would fear at young ages right. could still be susceptible to it. Continue. I'm sorry. My point is, and I th- not my point, uh, Dr. Schroederin's point really was, we're looking at a situation right now where we understand the contagion factor is much higher than any kind of regular virus that we're used to dealing with. Yep. We're now into April, and we're looking at out of the half a million cases, more than half a million cases now that we have in the United States, we have a, a death rate of, I believe, around 20,000, 20, 24,000. It's, it's climbing, but I think it's, it's up there. Around twenty thousand, or it was I last didn't write night. Twenty thousand. No, it was. Uh, no, it was like twenty-four or more. Right. More, um, actually, I think. So our fatality rate is 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 up there. But here's the thing. So even if we're looking at very new information, hi Oliver, we're looking at very new, very very much new information. It's very much it's very new situation in general that yeah, people are learning to deal with. At the same time, Dr. Sugarman wanted to put perspective on the fact that. We live in a country where we have every 37 seconds, someone dies of cardiovascular disease or a stroke. Every 37 seconds, we're talking nearly 650,000 people a year in the United States die of predominantly avoidable diseases. Yep. Based on 
building a healthy lifestyle, immune system, all of And those can things. I just bring it to cats because our cats are the same thing. In we so have, many ways. In, right. in, in, in exactly the same way that our cats are um, also, because especially here in America, we it. take care of our cats in, in the same way that we take care of ourselves in a lot of ways, right? So in, instead of feeding a fresh diet or eating a fresh diet, if you don't eat nice, healthy foods, um, you're less likely to feed nice, healthy foods. If you don't um, take any type of vitamin or mineral or supplementation or anything like that, you're less likely to give your cat a vitamin or a mineral, or your kid for that matter, right. vitamins and and um, things to help build their immune system. And that's where, it, I mean, every every study, everything, nothing has changed since the beginning as far as like, if your immune and system is, is strong, you should be okay. This is not to minimize the fact that this is the biggest pandemic to hit the world in a hundred years. This is a big deal. We're seeing an incredible fallout from this situation. Isn't that crazy? What's also important though is to understand that this is we have to we have to put things in perspective mm -hmm. and we have to do what we can to protect those around you know the whole, our family. Right. And whatever and whatever, you know, whether it's our, our feline family, whether it's our you know, our kids or our our spouses, our parents, our siblings, whatever it is, we gotta do what we can do to stay healthy, right? Keep our immune system strong. We take and our my, vitamin C. We give our cats their supplements. We feed a good diet. We eat a good diet. Like these, we're not doing very well at that right no, now. No, I was going to say we definitely do better <laughs> with our cats. But there's, there's, I have a great hope that this is going to be, if, if we could focus a little bit more on um, not just the devastation of this pandemic, mm -hmm. but look at it also holistically and study a bit the the recovery rate and and how and why and understand you know we still don't know once you you know uh, Lindsay I think it was you that said that you know somebody that tested positive um, recovered and now tests negative whereas we've also heard that people that have tested positive recovered are still testing positive or is it a reinfection or do we always carry the antibodies or what is it like or is it in so all of our bodies know. right now and we're like it can be activated by each other well, who knows another perspective knows? we are around like um uh, like uh, dr schroeder and said yes we are six trillion viruses in the human body at any given time yeah now not all of those are obviously Fatal. So E. coli, but, but like streptococcus, like, like there's there's a number like, of things that can be very damaging to so many people, depending on the strength of their immune system or they're just their their makeup in general. Something that right. is going to be take me out or or put me on my ass Genetics. is not right. Is not necessarily going to kick your ass. But right. I think that perspective is something that we need to be looking at as far as not just not just reacting to this very frightening situation but finding ways to be proactive correct in dealing with it yeah and and i think more people are i really like i really like that i that it that it seems that um people are being much more proactive whether it's washing your hands and doing whatever or whether it's like eating healthier or taking your vitamins everybody like my whole family is like all taking vitamins now and they weren't like vitamin takers before and they're what all taking they're all taking like vitamins, vitamin C, and their their uh, supplements and things like that. The stuff we send them, they're they're taking the they're taking their stuff. They're taking their stuff, right? They're taking care of themselves because right but now it, it, it's like a oh my god, it could be. But how many of us are but, so complacent in our dailiness that it takes something this big, this yep. scary, mm -hmm. to really start all thinking about making daily changes 
in our own lives or in our cats' lives. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, there's great opportunity in this. And I want it to be motivated not of a place, not from a place of fear, fear, but from a place of positive proactivity. Mm -hmm. That that it, I, I just. I feel like when you when you actually make that decision and stick with it, and we know this because we've done it. As we sit here and drink our wine, I have right? beer no, here. No, but we've we've, it. we've done it so many. There you go. Um, we've we have done it so many times in our lives, and I, I will continue to do it all the time, <laughs> occasionally. Um, but uh, but when we when we make those good decisions about ourselves, it changes our whole perspective, and we're not we we never started. Well, maybe I started thinking like for fear. Say never and always are very strong words. So correct. Yeah, you're right. Um, m- maybe when I started doing like a, a jog in the morning when I was like 25, I right. did do it out of fear of gaining weight. Right? <laughs> fat That's fear? how it started. Yeah, I was a fat fear. <laughs> I feared fat. Um, and then, now I now obviously I don't. Um, but... I'm going to slap you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, um, but I, I was, I was, I was so fearful of gaining weight that I was like, I'm going to start running in the morning. But then just like, it might've made, it might've helped the decision to get there, Right. but it became such a habit and such a, it gave me so many other beautiful benefits, uh, benefits, just feeling like my energy, my stress levels, my, my, my weight, my beautiful like, day. Yeah. All of these different things that sunshine. it gave me that it's like when I don't, when I go like more than, you know, two days without running, running, I start to get down a little yeah. bit. So I, I think it's the same way. And we've done this with our, with our diet too. Oh my God. Can Lord, you remember yes. how many times we would have, Y'all. it was like, we are better humans right now. Like, we're just finding that everything that we do is so much, like, better. Like, we're doing it more um, fully. We are, like, we're doing we're doing better by our other humans in our lives. Like, we're, we're, we're just doing better by being healthier. Yeah, always. Everything else. And so it's, it's, it's the same thing with our cats. Like, let's... Let's do this. Bring it back around. If it, if, it, if it means, if it means, it, and guys, don't be scared. Don't be scared, but be thoughtful. Be informed, right? Be informed that it is possible. It's not possible that your cat is going to catch COVID-19 and your indoor cat is going to catch COVID-19 from a car driving by outside of your house. That is not possible. No. What is possible is that if you are a carrier and your cats are not healthy, you can possibly, possibly um, give your cats COVID-19. Even if they are healthy, if your cat it does is seem healthy, that it's possible. If your cat is as healthy as you should be, then your cat's not going to, you'll never know. Your cat will never know. Nobody's going to know that anybody in the household has COVID-19. We just want to stay in and not infect others. Yeah. I know that I know that I feel like we kind of went off the rails a little bit. Yeah, here, we but, always do. But I think the bottom line is that it's so important here. to yeah. Roberta said it's interesting that most, if not all, of these deadly viruses come from animals: swine flu, bird flu. The animals are telling us to stop eating them and treating them so cruelly. 
Ah, ah so yeah. let's talk about that. So a study in China just came out, or a, a, a announcement in China from China just came out and said <laughs> Debbie. that they were no longer going to be allowed in China to consume, meaning eat, ingest, mm-hmm. um, animal meat of dogs cats. and cats. Not bats. I don't, I don't think they, they I don't, I, I didn't actually see too. the study. I saw the overview of the study. I'm but, curious to see the study. But and it was I'm, it was like 10 mil, here's the here's the crazy thing. 10 million dogs, 3 million cats per year are consumed. Animal meat from oh. 10 million dogs and 3 million cats. What? Like, who the fuck is eating that? Like really? Oh wow! Yeah, that was that's that's I what I heard. I don't, that's that. what I heard. I don't have like that. Well, no. See the actual... Here's here's the point. Don't take it from us. Don't take any of this from us. I think this is a great opportunity. A lot of us are homebound right now. This is a great opportunity. This study that we're referring to right now is probably a, a seven eight minute read. Go and read it yourself. Mm-hmm. Go and look at some of this stuff yourself. I think that there is great a great threat to our collective calmness if we only read headlines Correct. you guys we've got to start doing some of the research for ourselves and don't listen to us and we've don't got listen time to, to do the research peoples hopefully i don't i just think that there is there is much um we can we can exercise a more pragmatic view and more reasonable responses to these things when we take time to look into it a little bit ourselves, right. stop listening to sound bites. Stop just reading headlines. Don't be afraid all the time. Take some time to really dig in and understand what's going on. And start. To the best of our abilities. Yeah. This and is start. all a new situation for everybody. For everybody. And there are people that are going to want to exploit that opportunity to be like, this is some crazy, scary shit. And there's other people that are going to be like, fake news. Somewhere in the middle is our opportunity to think for ourselves. Yes. Really, truly. Yep. So this is a great opportunity. What a great collective reminder for us to um, kind of look into it. And above all, practice some peace, you guys. Yes. Think of ourselves You're, and so, our babies. Yes. Family. There's, family. There's, there's so much science behind the, the, the peace of the mind creating the peace of the body. So we need That's to understand. And by peace, I mean P-E-A-C-E. The peace of your mind creates peace of your body. So these headlines, watching the news, doing these things is, is, is flipping us out. And if it flips you out or freaks you out, then it is going to um, be more, you're now going to be more susceptible. There's a physical response. It's a physical response. You're now going to be more susceptible to these, whatever disease is out there, any disease that's out there. And um, your cortisol levels that you give um, out to your cats makes them more susceptible now to said disease, right? Yeah. Or any disease. So what we need to do is stay peaceful, stay calm, keep stay counting positive. your blessings, do the everything you can, shut off the news, do some exercises, find a new hobby, do whatever it is. What Dance and sing. Do Literally that. do it in the mirror. Do whatever it is that keeps you happy, that keeps you positive, that keeps you smiling so that you can be now um, less less uh, susceptible to any disease, including yeah. COVID-19, um, and your cats will too. 
I think we need to wrap it up. And mm-hmm. I just want to say that I feel like this whole situation, as scary as it can be, and we, we ride the roller coaster too, you guys. We of do. Just like, what does this mean? How, how long are we going to be okay for? Right? We're trying to help those around us, check in on friends and family and neighbors and do what we can to, to help people that are unemployed right now or all that. And let's please continue doing that. I feel like there's so, so many beautiful things happening in the world as far as compassion and connectivity and all of that. I also feel like somewhere in this, nobody knows how long this is going to last. No. I mean, whatever, there's models and projections and and whatever. Some people are going to open up on Wednesday and other people say it's not going to be for a year. In the meantime, I think that there is a great opportunity for us to really kind of hunker down within our own minds and souls and spirits and families and whatever. And there's a chance to really emerge from this whenever that may be stronger, healthier, happier, more connected, more positive, more powerful than ever before. So I think that there's great opportunity in this, you guys. And I think that there's, you know, the whole we're in this together thing. Yeah. We absolutely are. And But all of us need to recognize that my dailiness impacts your dailiness, impacts what happens here, what happens there, what happens here. There's a ripple effect. So if we think that we don't matter in this or we think that we're just having a bad day and I don't care about it, like – Think again. We have choices to make every day that can make a difference. Exactly. We are all one vessel of the entire body, and every vessel is very important. Oh, there's a song about that. We'll save you guys that. That's a Garth Brooks song. How does it go? I don't think we should do it. You guys. (laughs) No, no. We love you so much. I love you guys all. Nope, nope. You're done. No, okay. Cut it off. Cut it off. Different song. No, you that's guys, it. I sell my vessel. It's different, though. You're thinking yeah. of one body, one. Okay, anyway. There's a, All right, so we love, uh, we love you guys. Off the Thanks rails. so much for joining us. Um, Happy uh, Easter will, to those of you yeah. guys that uh, are just listening. We're recording this on Easter Sunday. It's a strange yeah. Easter Sunday, but uh, we hope that you've had a blessed Easter Sunday and yes. you're enjoying a blessed day today. Yes, absolutely. And, and if we'll you don't you feel like you were blessed today... Count your blessings because we're all blessed in some, in some way, way, shape, or form. That's Just for true. the fact that we're breathing, we are blessed. That's very helpful. Yeah. And then you can always sing and dance. That helps too. Sing and we dance, We love you guys, guys so much. We'll see you guys soon. We'll see, see you all soon. next week. Love y'all. Bye.